Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have Luke Dupron. He's a mutual friend of mine uh, with George Bryant, Zach Babcock, and a few other people we know. But Luke, for people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do in the fitness and health space. Uh, yeah, so I'm a longtime health and fitness coach. Um, I've been in this industry, I think, now for like 15 years and have done anything and everything in it. And over the last probably, I guess, I don't know, five years, it's really been focused on um, serving entrepreneurs, business owners, and helping them kind of have the both of best worlds, as far too many of us have, you know, sacrificed the uh, health to build the wealth. And um, oftentimes it comes to a reckoning, and then I get to step in and kind of help write that ship for, for guys. No, I love that. Like I, before, when we were talking, I was telling you a little bit about how I went to Disney was the fat guy and my wife who went on her journey and had like dropped like 40 pounds, was all in shape and dancing around with nice. the kids. And I was like almost 200 pounds and I'm a small friend. I like six foot, but I'm like, I'm not a big friend guy. So 200 pounds of me is pretty heavy, especially when it's like in the gut. And I got back <laughs> home. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is not good. So for, for my listeners that are listening, what would you recommend for them starting out? Maybe they are the guy at Disney right now. Let's start there. You know, they're driven, they're sales professionals, they're wanting to make a change, but they have no idea. You know, they eat beer or they eat beer while wow. they drink beer and eat <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, uh, you know, it does have to, ha you do have to have that desire. So like, you kind of have to have that, you know, that moment. And it sounds like you did, you had a really powerful one, which was, it was anchored to your kids, which is an awesome driver because man, you're at Disney world. And you're being a spectator in their lives to some degree compared to what you are now. I guarantee it. And uh, yeah, so I was think miserable. For, I was sad. Yeah. I'm chasing them around and it's not working. And I'm coming back <laughs> tired. The greatest place on earth. And I'm mad because I can't like my feet are all swollen. Is yeah. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, there's a there's a better life out there. And so you do got to have that drive. And again, kids can be a great one, but ultimately the career can be as well. So you know, if you are that hard charging entrepreneur who is just go 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 man, you're going to get to the end of it. And you're going to realize that's, that's not success. Like having financial success, but at the cost of your health is not success at all because it will catch up with you. Um, so if you can kind of come to the realization that you don't have to separate these two things, then you have a really good starting point. Um, and then I would also say you, you are going to need to come to terms with uh, much like in business, like what you're going to have to do to write the ship and lay the foundational pieces isn't what you're going to have to do long-term to sustain it. So this isn't about like buckling down and going super hard and, you know, working out three times a day, but it is going to be about, you're going to have to lay down some foundational pieces. And there's kind of three big um, building blocks that we need to, to address. And it will take a little bit of work, but then once you get those systems in place, much kind of like the business stuff, Hey, you can kind of step back and it kind of works a little bit more on autopilot. And ultimately it can be something that can coexist within your lifestyle. And, and if uh, that's really the ultimate goal we have to have. So, so let's walk through that a little bit. So like when I went on my journey and all, we went super strict for about five months where I was eating right the whole time. I wasn't drinking anything. I was doing two, like an exercise a day. And then I would do some walking. So in that beginning stage, I think a lot of people do this. We'll get all excited about it. We go yeah. after it. We lose the weight. But then the maintaining it stage is like we yo-yo back. So walk yeah. us through that a little bit. Yeah, uh, man, this is a this is a challenge I often see with the men that I work with because again they they are entrepreneurs they do want to like they want to go you know balls to the wall, and 
you really have to just mentally step back and understand that this is not a marketing launch. It is a business plan, your health. It is, has to be a long-term approach. So um, w- w- where I kind of step in is obviously we evaluate, like, what are you doing? Where are you at? All of those things. But then we recognize physiologically, like less can be more that you can't really necessarily hurry your physiology. So, you know, the idea that you're, oh, I'm going to go work out three times a day. And it's like, actually, let's just get you, you know, up off your butt and let's do some walks when we take our sales calls. And, you know, let's get instead of 2000 steps a day, man, you're at 10,000 steps a day, but it didn't even feel hard. It didn't even feel like exercise. And we've just made it some habit shifts. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I've lost some weight. I feel better. And if we can do it in the most, the least, um, I guess, interruptive way possible, like that's the way to do it. It doesn't have to be this like, you know, boot camp, grind yourself down experience because this has to be something that you have to sustain long-term. And have you found out with entrepreneurs that they like to boot camp, grind yourself experience, or are they better at once you explain it to them doing the process? I see I both. both. <laughs> yeah, I do get, I do get both. Like I, I, I have a guy right now I'm working with who I'm, I'm loving coaching him because he's uh, he's totally bought into the process. And to give you an idea, like when I say bought into the process, he's a guy who wants to and needs to lose weight, but we've actually spent 10 weeks building leverage to prepare for him to lose weight. So he hasn't even lost any weight yet. Mm-hmm. And like, he's committed to the process because we understand the, the, the physiological ramifications of what we're trying to do. And that's awesome. And then there's other guys where it's like, man, I just want to like, go, go, go. And, you know, I'm also going to meet you where you're at. Um, but yeah, it's, it's both sides of the coin, man. It's, it's, the, that is one of the, the, I think the challenges for the business owner crowd is they can get really revved up on an idea of going really hard in the short term without considering like, Hey, can I maintain this? And the problem is when you take that really extreme workout program, or you take that really extreme diet that you likely won't maintain, it's almost like you've built in an excuse to quit mm-hmm. because who's going to blame you for not being able to, to keep up and commit with that? No one. And so to me, it's like, you know what the real work is? The real work is trying to step into something that you believe that you're going to be able to do for the next year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Cause I've done the, and I won't call this one. I've done the fad workout stuff. And then I've also done like 75 hard because I just wanted to prove I could do it. Then I did yep. in the summer, but then I would find myself yo-yoing back. And I like Andy for selling off. So it's not a slam. It's just, it's what my experience was with the, the program. And I think it's hard because you want to get stuff done, but like, how do you find the balance? I guess that's the best, the best question to ask. Sure. So there can be seasons of your life where, Hey, I am going to be hyper-focused on my health and fitness. I am going to do like a 75 hard. Um, I've just seen far too many people doing 75 hard again and again and again, when the reality is, Hey, with a more tailored approach, a more specific approach to you, we could actually get you to the result where you're actually lost weight. You've built muscle, you feel better. You have more energy. You're more confident. And like, we didn't have to go through all of that. Um, I do love 75 hard from like the mindset standpoint, but from a, from a programming standpoint, it would be actually unideal um, Mm -hmm. as far as two workouts per day. So yeah, striking that balance um, for me, when I work with, with men, it comes down to uh, we set guaranteed minimum standards. So you can always exceed your standard, right? Like, so if we set it for like three workouts per week, like you absolutely no bullshit have to hit three workouts this week. We've already looked at our work week. We've evaluated. Yes, that's possible. We have an idea of where they're going to go. And maybe we've even created enough space for a little bit of chaos to appear Mm -hmm. in in life and have to bump one of those workouts. 
And we can always go in above and beyond that. So it's really going to come down to um, maintaining standards. And then over time, we can raise those. Well, I like what you did there, though. You set a floor and then a ceiling. So, yeah, we want to do five workouts maybe one week. But if we hit three, three is our minimum. Anything above that's a reward. That's good. Because yep. I think a lot I, of times yeah. <laughs> we, we try to shoot too far ahead. And then I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. So I have a fairly intensive intake form. And uh, I can't tell you how many. And this is, again, like the business, business owners. I'll say how many days per week can you realistically commit to an exercise plan? I can't tell you how many people will put seven. <laughs> and, you know, of course, then when we get on a, uh, we get on a call and we, we have a little bit of discussion around this and it's like, well, what's happened last time we, you know, made that attempt. And it's like, well, it lasted for a month and it's like, cool, let's chop that down. And you, oftentimes it's chopped in half. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going to start to build some, uh, some congruency with what we said we were going to do and what we could actually get done, build a little bit of momentum. You start to see a little bit of actual result. You're feeling better. You're sleeping better. And then once this thing kind of gets going, it's like, it's pretty much, um, it's pretty self-sustaining because why would you not continue to do something that makes you feel better? Yeah. And what I've found with me is now I've gotten into the routine of doing three to four workouts a week because I like to lift. And then I walk, but I walk a lot of times for mental. Like it's not even in my head that I'm doing this for exercise. I just like to be out in nature and walk. And sometimes I do lives and stuff that way, but I, I agree with you. It's getting that set in motion, but that way, if you go to a family outing or you have a beer on the weekend or you do something, you're not like, Oh, I ruined it all. Like, you yeah, know, I've that's, seen that that, that's a very big one. The, um, the, the one thing that leads to the other, and I can't tell you how many people, Oh, I'm an all in guy or an all out guy, Luke. And I'm like, no, you're not. Cause you can't do it. Like you're not. And it's like, you don't have to be, but you can be a hundred percent in 80% of the time, <laughs> you know, or 90% of the time. And, and so, a lot of people will fall into that, that trap, that all or nothing thinking. And that's really one we just have to step away from and realize that's not a mindset that's serving us at this point. No, I got you. So I also know you do a podcast as well. Is that on health and fitness or is that on a wide variety of topics? So yeah, the Live Great Lifestyle podcast, and I haven't published in gosh over a year. And it's, uh, it's something that I keep saying I'm going to re- bring back because I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think there were some really valuable conversations that can help people. So it was a little bit more um, widespread than just health and fitness, because truthfully to me, talking health and fitness over and over kind of is boring because like this is my, yeah. you know, this is my area of expertise. I love it. I've been in this industry forever. I went to school for, you know, I have a kinesiology degree. I enjoy this. But um, man, I've had everybody from, uh, you know, I've had uh, mixed martial arts, world champions. I've had Xterra mountain bike, uh, off-road, uh, mar- uh, off Xterra is off-road uh, triathlon world champions, um, UFC fighters. And uh, I really like the mindset of people who are doing um, amazing things. So guys mm-hmm. like Randy on my show, who's, you know, he's a blind guy who summited all like 25 peaks in uh, New Hampshire or something or on the East coast in one season or wow. Akshay. Yeah. Akshay Nanavari who did like uh, 10 days in a silent and dark retreat in Germany where he's locked in a room by himself for 10 days in complete darkness. And just, you know, people who are kind of pushing themselves and stretching and, and trying to do more, which mm-hmm. does fall into the health and fitness space, because, you know, if you want to get in shape and you want to have more energy, you want to feel better, you're going to have to step up and kind of do more and be more. Yeah. When I think that gets into self-care and stuff like that too, because when you're in the fitness stage or space and entrepreneurship and all of that type of stuff, um, something that I've been working on doing more of, like I did my first breathwork session recently 
And that was really cool. Like yeah. at first, I'm like, I have no idea what it is. And sure. we went like two hours. Like I didn't know yeah. it didn't seem like it. it was like I thought it was like 40 minutes max. Um, but yeah, it's just I think finding that way to level up to get better. Cause like most people that listen to podcasts are trying to level up, whether it's in sales, yep. business, whatever they're doing there. What's the most unique guest you've had on? Ooh, most unique guest. Well, I have had a couple breath workers on. Um, so in, in that vein, um, the breath work obviously is extremely powerful, unique guest. I might say Akshay, man. So that, that same, same guy, Akshay Nanavari, I, I loved uh, his episode because his overall premise is that we need to find our cause of worthy. That's, that's worthy of suffering. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, to do great things, you are going to have to suffer and struggle. And he was an ex-military guy who had some trauma and he has come through and done incredible physical feats. He actually recently just had to pull out of an Antarctica sled drag. And I, th- I don't know if he lost a couple of fingers to frostbite, but his posts were, you know, his, he, he potentially was going to lose some fingers. And uh, yeah, man, he was a really interesting cat. And it was almost like a philosopher meets, you know, a David Goggins type guy. Who, wow, that's great. Um, yeah, it's one I would recommend listening to. And then another another great one along the lines of breath work was um, called uh, Breath by James Nestor. So he was a New York Times bestselling author, wrote a really great book for anybody who is interested in breath work, which I think can be a very powerful tool. This was a fantastic book to give you kind of some background on breath work, but ultimately it's also going to give you a, a suite of tools of, that you could step in and do. Everything from alternate um, alternate nasal breath which is going to activate different, you know, parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system responses to um, some of the more dynamic breath that I assume that you guys were doing for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can be, you know, holotropic breath work, um, which, you know, people are having psychedelic experiences with. Um, so, so that's another really good episode I'd suggest. No, that's awesome. Uh, what other like self-care type of stuff would you recommend besides like breath work, anything that just like popped to mind? Well, you know, you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to kind of touch on, which was was walking. So, you know, like with some, you know, with so many people, they're, they're going to start their working out by walking. And it's like, it's such a great tool. We need to do it. And I would actually tell people like, maybe don't put it in the bucket of exercise. Again, if you are now, if you're morbidly obese, it is going to kind of almost fit the mold of that, Mm -hmm. but low level activity and walking is one of the most underrated forms of body maintenance. Like we need to do this. Our body has this innate expectation for lots of low level activity. And we have to recognize that what the majority of us are doing throughout the day, even this right now, like oftentimes when I do a podcast, I'm actually standing up at my stand up desk today. I'm, 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 I'm being seated. Mm-hmm. We have to recognize how much time we do spend in the seated position and what this is doing from a mechanical standpoint to sit with our hips in flexion, with our shoulders beginning to round a little forward head position. And something like walking to just offset the fact that we're sedentary so much, even fit, you know, ripped people, whatever, like we just sit too much and we have to recognize an eight hour, 10 hour, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, 15 hour grind, like that's not normal. So any opportunity that you have to break that cycle of sitting to just go for some low level movement, I think is great. And then ultimately for me, the biggest form of self-care would be uh, nature exposure. So mm-hmm. whether that's hopping in the ocean, whether that's just, you know, um, hitting a trail or whether a park sitting in the grass, or even again, just walking around my neighborhood, I'm fortunate to live in San Diego where it's yeah. right now it's, it's, you know, it's go- it's gorgeous. And uh, man, you get outside and it's like, you want to feel different, like just get out in nature. Well, and the funny thing you said that I 
So I still do my day job with the corporate world. And I go for walks in the morning and the afternoon on purpose because I'm in that sitting space so much. And yep. it just helps clear my head. Um, I use it as a mental exercise as well, because then I don't have the whole pressures of the phone or whatever. Um, and then the nature thing. Yeah, I love that. I was mm-hmm. up in Whitefish going up through the like the forest up there was great. Uh, I walked there's a little park by my house. Yeah, I'm all about getting in nature and doing that type of stuff for sure. Yeah, and I think that's um, a great idea. Just like I said, if you can get into the routine of, hey, in the morning, in the afternoon, like set those as like habits, man, that, you're, you're so far ahead of the curve. And like, I think there's ample opportunity to have to to address those low hanging fruits. Again, we're just not, we're not active enough. Cool. Like, could you do some sales calls uh, while you're walking? Maybe, yep. I mean, depending on what you're doing, you know, if it's a Zoom call, obviously not, but maybe you have the opportunity to actually like be productive while actually being out there. And, uh, you know, you can kind of try to finesse and floss those into your life as needed. Yeah. Have you ever done a cold plunge? Oh yeah. So I like, I do like uh, cold showers and um, more from the, for, there's utility in it out here in that the Pacific ocean isn't extremely warm to most people, particularly like I'm from the Midwest. So mm-hmm. my experience with the ocean was always going to Florida, the Gulf, which is like a bathtub. Yeah. And uh, so most Midwesterners, you know, they would, they would have some experience with the ocean there and you come out to the Pacific and you realize, Oh man, that gets a different beast. Mm-hmm. And when I first moved here, I thought it was freezing, but through cold exposure, I would actually say you get a nice extension of the ocean. That's at least a month long because you're just going to be more cold tolerant. Um, obviously I know other people are doing it to build resiliency, um, which, it, uh, from a, from a mental standpoint, but man, talk about just feeling good. Like you take a cold shower, it's like having a pot of coffee and you just, you come out, you know, just vibrating. So, yeah, uh, no. I would love, I, I was looking at getting a cold punch for, I have a, I have a deck and instead <laughs> I went with a planter box and I'm growing food instead. So that's smart too. That is smart too. No, the only cold punch I did was when I was up in Montana, we had our buddies event I jumped in with uh, I don't know if you know who Jake Blanchard is um he's a podcaster as well and he's like yeah he's been on the show and he's like we're staying in for five minutes I'm like what I was thinking I was doing one minute and (laughs) hopped in and he walked me through it was my first experience with it I've tried to do the cold shower a little bit not really my thing as much but yeah some of the other stuff for sure the well and this is the thing thing with the cold exposure for people um obviously like there's Wim Hof where you start incorporating the breathing and all that so when I tell people like, oh, I take a cold shower and they think that's some big deal. And it's like, well, you have to understand it's not cold to me. Like right. I'm not taking a cold shower anymore because it, there, there's a new, you know, auto regulation or a new standard, if you will. So it, it is very different now, obviously, like when you're talking, filling the tank with ice, like that's still going to hit hard yes. and uh, <laughs> that, that does feel good. And, and I, you know, the last few vacations I've gone on with a couple of buddies, um, we do try to track down some, uh, some cold water to do a plunge if, if possible. Well, you got to have fun and experience different stuff. I'm not at the level of your friend that did the darkness thing. I've known other people that have done that. That's Mm -hmm. not, I'm not there, but I'm, I'm starting to branch more into things that push my limits a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a great um, entry point for exercise. Unfortunately, far too many of us are only trying to use exercise in that vein. And again, I always think it's great to, to dive in there, but you better have a foundation of health and fitness and wellness practice in your life 
or it's all going to be for nothing. But then once you've done that, then you can start spearing off. So like tomorrow I plan on getting back into jujitsu. It's been like two years because I tore something in my knee and then obviously yep. there was the pandemic. And, you know, it's like, man, that's going to be a rude awakening when I go back in and, you know, there's guys that were, you know, I used to maybe be able to tap and they're just going to smash me and I'm going to be out of shape and it's going to be miserable and I'm going to be sore and it's going to be hard. And it's like, good. <laughs> go in but and do it. feeling after that. So I've only done it once. Like a buddy of mine invited me and I know they were being super nice to me at all, but we did like two hours of rolling and stuff. Oh yeah. You're, yeah you're I right. was so wrecked the next day. And this yeah. is when I was right after I had done 75 hard. I thought, oh, I'm great. I can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know nothing. Well, and, and th- cool. th- this is where you got to like kind of progress in, you know, something like jujitsu, it's going to, you know, it's going to take you three months before you feel like you're not just drowning, but yeah, that's a great, that's a great um, tool. I think to go and get uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even somebody who like myself, who's done it on and off for quite a while, um, there's, I'm going to, you're going to get stuck physically in uncomfortable positions all the time. Um, so that can be a great tool. I like, I think rucking can be a great kind of push yourself tool where you're, you know, you throw a pack on and you just go hit some hikes and you hit some hill repeats. There's all these ways that we can stress ourselves to, I think, build resiliency. And the physical side is a really easy one. It doesn't have to be the only tool, right? Like public speaking would be a fantastic one for mm-hmm. so many of us, myself included. Um, but the physical side is a really awesome lever that everyone has access to that they can pull to see those improvements. Yeah, no, and I love that. And like I said, I've been starting to do that more and more. So how much, because I do know the answer to this, but I'm going to throw you a softball. How much does food play into, <laughs> into what we're doing? Because there's guys that are like, oh, I just exercise all the time. I can do whatever I want. And also. So in the, in the context of body composition, meaning like acquiring fat mass, building muscle, obviously, you know, um, if you do not have your nutrition in order, you're not going to see results. So. Uh, most guys, when I start working with them, we actually do address the exercise first because there is something about the physical side. So we're going to install that component first, get somebody physically moving. Then we absolutely have to wrangle the nutrition because, um, whether you have a, I want to gain, gain goal, or I want to lose goal. Ultimately how much you're eating is going to dictate that. And then of course we have food quality that is going to dictate, you know, how are you feeling? So yeah, the old adage of you can't, um, you can't out train a bad diet. It's true. Um, but if you want to get granular, you know, your, your exercise is really only going to make up about 10 to 15% of your calorie burn per day. Mm-hmm. You could maybe stretch that a little bit. You know, if you're some crazy lunatic that's working out all day, but for most again, guys, guys, listen to this. If you're a sales professional and you're, you know, whether you're working the phones or, you know, whatever you're doing that, that is going to require the majority of your time, you're not going to offset you know, the majority of the intake side with a 10 to 15% of metabolism um, effort through exercise. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I tried before, but I do. Yeah, love, yeah. I do love what you said, especially with guys getting the guys moving and doing action. So I know if I work out, I'm going to eat better because I put work in. If I'm just yep. changing my food, I'm like, Oh, I can have this cheesecake or, Oh, I can have this stuff <laughs> because, and I think it's just that mental thing. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, like this is again, where you can kind of choose how you think about things. And this is some of the stuff that we do have to address. It's like, there's also guys that it's like, Hey, I worked out so I can have X. And it's like, well, we don't need to reward ourselves with junk food because we did a workout where you, I I share the same uh, mindset as you, where it's like, Hey, I don't want to waste this workout. I'm going to tend to eat better when I did exercise. And I tend to be on the other side or if I'm not, maybe, maybe things go a little, little South. And that's an area I could work on where it's like, Hey, just because you didn't exercise doesn't mean it's all off. So, 
Yeah. If you could find the lead domino for yourself again, for some people, man, if I eat really good in the morning, if I have a great breakfast, I know I'm going to go for that walk. And I set the stage, find that lead domino. That's going to knock down a few other activities that are going to you know, set you up for the long-term success and like start with that. No. And, and I love that for sure. So what else, what's new with you? Are you, are you like, I know you do the fitness. Are, are you just keeping in that vein or do you have anything new coming down the pipe with your business and with your training? So, um, you know, my big thing is I have been rolling around in my mind and I'm trying to figure out what I'm exactly looking to do with the podcast, because again, I've had some really, um, great guests and I saw the value in that. Um, and so that is a big, uh, obviously you doing this podcast, you know, like there's a time commitment to this, mm-hmm. um, obviously scheduling, you know, if researching guests and, you know, the, the, the higher the profile guests, probably the more research we need to do. And, uh, so, so it is involved, um, but I did enjoy it. And that's the one that I'm looking at what the next step of the podcast will be. Um, probably tailoring into a little bit more of a fitness niched podcast and, mm-hmm. and, you know, still bringing on those guests like Akshay, bringing on those other health um, uh, uh, people that are doing, um, you know, I, I had gut biome test guys on from biome, uh, biome. So I've had a lot of like people in that fray, but then, you know, I like to stray out into the athletes and yep. I like to stray out into some business people. Like you mentioned, Zach Babcock was on mine, like, cause he's got an interesting story, but probably tightening that up and, and, and relaunching that is going to be a, the next thing I'm probably working on. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I love it because I can just get people on that I want to learn from. So like the right. guy I talked to earlier today owns a pizza coffee restaurant. It's just this crazy concept. And it's just fun because of in the space that this show is, I can bring people from health and fitness to CEOs to sales professionals. It's just, I get to talk to who I want to. And most of the time they say yes. So it's worth it. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. No, it's the best way to, I've met some amazing people um, doing the podcast. Uh, it's, you know, it's actually led to um, speaking in uh, November. Um, I'll be in Austin speaking at an event and uh, yeah, it's a really awesome tool. And like you said, you get to learn from some, some really, you know, uh, talented or, you know, really smart people, which is ultimately what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get around people who are smarter than me. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. What's the name of the event? I mean, a free plug, uh, what event are you going to be at? Oh, it's the uh, Provider Symposium in Austin, Texas. So it's t- it's for healthcare providers. So, oh, nice. um, you know, guys who are the, 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 la- the ladies and the men who are actually, uh, you know, on the front lines, um, actually having an opportunity to focus on their health, their wellness from, um, you know, health fitness professionals and other people. So I think James Nestor, the, the author of breath, he's the, the keynote, I believe there. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Not my, not my event. I'm just speaking at it, but it no, totally be cool. a good one. Yeah. I mean, well, I was just in Austin last week at an event. So same type oh, cool. of thing. So I was like, I know people in Austin, someone might be listening to the show that maybe want to. Oh, come. great. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's pretty fun. Is that the, is this going to be your first time to Texas? Uh, I've been through Texas, um, but I haven't been to Austin. Yeah. which I hear, I hear is not quite Texas, depending on who you talk to. No, it's not. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. I've lived in Texas for 11 years. I'm originally from Michigan. I'm a Midwest boy as well. Um, first time I went to Austin was last month or last week. So like I've been here 11 years. I have never been down to Austin until now, but it was a great time. It was a great okay. Time. Okay. Yeah. I hear good things. I want to do, I want to, you know, I'll jump, I'll be jumping in that, uh, that uh, pool, the river pool. Yep. Well, and then get barbecue. The barbecue in oh, Austin yeah. is good. Find a local shop. Don't do the name brand ones. Yep. Ask the locals where to go. That's my advice to you. They will know where the good barbecue is. If you like barbecue. I would definitely be getting some barbecue there. That's for sure. Awesome. Any parting words, any words of wisdom, anything else you want to 
relate to my guests um, or my man, <laughs> my listeners. I said my oh, guests. Your guests? <laughs> well, I would just say this to anybody who's, you know, um, who's either in route to working on their health and fitness, um, thinking they need to, or more importantly, if you're thinking of putting it off, understand like you're going to address this one way or the other, and you can do it from a prehab standpoint, or you can do it from a rehab standpoint. It's going to look very much the same. One's just a lot easier. So you got to start this. It is absolutely something that I don't care how busy you think you are. There are tactics and strategies that you can integrate into your lifestyle to where you can improve your energy. You can improve your confidence. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. And ultimately, if your business is your most important uh, you know, driver, that will improve as well because you are just going to be a higher performing person. Yeah, no, I love that. I've seen that in my life. Like 100% agree with you on it. Where can people find you at? Uh, easiest way is just livegreatlifestyle.com. Um, they can hop on there. If, you know, anybody wants to shoot me an email, Luke at livegreatlifestyle.com. I always tell people, I know you're the, you're the sales, you're the sales guy. Uh, there's no big sales pressure with me because ultimately we have to be a mutually, you know, we have to, we have to be a mutual good fit to work. Cause I'm not selling a, I'm not selling a little weight, you know, a workout piece of equipment where you just take it and I never deal with you. Um, I actually coach and I'm in the trenches with people. So, uh, I, you know, I work with guys who are ready to go and really looking to uh, make a pretty big shift in their life. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. I'm all about relationship sales relationship to me before selling. Um, yeah. hundred percent agree with you on that. Thank you again, Luke, for being on and thank you all for listening to this podcast. Share it with your friend. If you need help, reach out to Luke, shoot him a DM, reach out to me on anything else you might need. And until next time, Have a great, wonderful night.